What's up, guys? It's another episode of the Do Big Things Podcast. This is episode number 99. We're closing in on the final mile. I am here in the beautiful front range of Colorado. The leaves are changing. Allergies are on the horizon. And I'm starting to feel a little bit of relief when it comes to my plantar fasciitis. I want to thank everyone that reached out to me after the last episode when I was crying for help. Uh, It really makes my day to hear from you guys. Um, Believe me. I've got to tell you, though, almost all the advice I received on how to treat my planner didn't help. (laughs) I don't think. Uh, This is a funny injury, and I think everyone heals up a little bit differently from it. Uh, I think what's been working for me, I've been rolling it out on a really hard ball. I've been seeing a PT and doing some dry needling. And honestly, I've been doing a whole bunch of other stuff and something is working. I don't know exactly what, but something is working. So anyways, thank you all. I love you guys. And I'm feeling just a little bit better. I'm not running yet, but I'm feeling a little bit better. We just spent the weekend at the Sangre de Cristo mountain range. Uh, There's an ultra marathon going out there, one of human potential races. And since I couldn't run it, I may as well volunteer, right? That is what it takes to keep this sport alive. I have heard some rumblings in the ultra community that it's been really tough to get volunteers on board for these races lately. So I urge you, I implore you, even if you're not a runner, go to one of these things and help out when you can. These things don't happen without volunteers, and it's super inspiring just sitting there watching people. Uh, Get involved. It's more fun than you can imagine. The winner of uh, the Sangre 200 is one of those humble legends that you can't really find on social media, but he's out there doing big things with his life. The dude is a guide in Alaska, and he flew into Denver, rode a bicycle 200 miles to the start, won the race and set a course record and then he was going to bike his he was going to ride his bike another 500 miles to utah because he had a job up there (laughs) that's what i'm talking about if that's not inspiring you may need to go see a doctor or something Uh, you better believe i've got another inspiring guest for you guys today I used to see him at pretty much all the races in the Midwest when I lived there, and I've seen him at a bunch of races out here in Colorado as well. His name is Matt Bartz, and most recently he ran the Superior 100 and set a personal record for himself. Then, just a week later, he went out and experienced the Barkley Fall Classic. And of course, he finished the race. And of course, he's just another one of those humble guys that you practically have to beg to come on the show. Uh, He's run over 70 ultra marathons and he's super passionate about what he does. Uh, I think you guys are going to dig this conversation because he just exudes um, inspiration and and passion. So give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm pretty sure you're going to dig it. All right. That's it. Give it up for my man, Mr. Matt Bartz. This is the Do Big Things Podcast, where we want to inspire you to do big things. This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing, a service for ultra runners from beginner to elite. Not only can we get you trained up, but we can also crew you into the finish line. Find us at big-things-crewing.com. Now, here is your host, Adam McRoberts.
All right, Matt Bartz, uh, thanks so much for doing this, man. Um, I've seen you at a lot of ultra marathons over the years. Um, and um, I, I mostly wanted to talk to you because I saw that that on September 10th, you did the superior fall race, the fall trail race, and it was a PR for you. It was faster than you've ever done. And I know you've done it a bunch of times. And then just yeah. eight days after that, you did the Barkley fall classics. So I'm guessing there's gotta be some stories there. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to get you on and, and hear. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Glad to be here. Um, yeah, that, that was, is it interesting how, how this came about? Cause I had signed up for a Barkley fall classic uh, first time was in 2016 and I broke my ankle. So, uh, oh, no, in the race, know, uh, no, uh, before it. And, okay. and Laz gave me a nice email said, lots of people just make up a lame excuse. You go into extreme to get out of this race. <laughs> he told me, and I said, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I have, I have a boot on and it doesn't come off until like the day before the race. And this is like a bad idea. Uh, and then the, just the way it worked out, I was signed up again, uh, 2020 and, uh, they were only letting people in that had previously done it and you can make a case, but back then, you know, with COVID, I thought, well, now's not the time to make my case. I'll just defer to 2021. And, uh, and then there I am 2021. And, uh, it, it just so happened that it was at the bapt uh, baptism of my daughter, uh, my daughter, Grace, her, uh, uh, godmother Tina, uh, Tina Koplinski said, Hey, Matt, Hey, Jim and I, my husband and, and, you know, our friends, Dustin, Denise, we have a place for superior and, you know, Hey, and she, right. she shows me pictures and I'm like, well, that's like a week before Barkley, man. And she's like, yeah, but it's, it's a nice place. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, and I thought about it for about a day. And then I thought, yeah, I, I, I signed up for it. And, okay. uh, it's one of those things, like, I think you've done it before in races where like, you know, deep down processes that you've done to, to accomplish things, but you forget the finer unpleasant points. You just, you just remember that, Hey, I finished. It's good. I liked it there. There was nice people, my friends, you remember that you don't tend to remember, you know, or whatever, you know, in, in, in superior or, or a bad part. So I just went and, you know, signed up for it. And, uh, the closer came, we you know, had a great time. Um, but I'm thinking deep down, I mean, I'm starting to form some excuses in my head of why I'm going to do this. And then, eh, we'll see about Barclay the week after, you know, there's a story I'm telling myself, okay. I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now I, I do a uh, superior and just the way it worked out, uh, uh, race uh, with Tina, who is really faster on that course than me, and uh, just worked out well and uh, had a great time out there. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm you know when I get to the Crosby Manitou, that's always a tough point for me. That's a, that's about mile you know 62 ish, and it's in a gorge, and uh, you know it's in the in the depths of night, and it just it's just a lot of climbing, a lot of technical stuff, and that really kind of you know, I, I didn't even think about anything Barkley then, but, uh, you know, I get through that point and I had a little low point the last two sections, but I got out of it. Um, and I was able to finish in a time that was best for me, which is just a little over 30 hours. I still, still got to try to break 30 on that God willing, but you know, <laughs> you know, that's, 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 you know, that's, that's, that's a tough one for that's me. Out. Yeah. Uh, How many times have you done superior? Uh, that was my sixth. 
six, six. times. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. unreal. Like what, what is it about that? I've never done that race. What is it about mm-hmm. superior that keeps bringing you back? Ah, it's, it's, well, the first year I did it, I remember hearing the wolves at night and the hair stood up on the back of my neck, not because of fear, but, but I knew I was a guest. I didn't, yeah. I didn't belong there. They belong there. Yeah. And, and I, I heard that. And then they were fighting off to the side of the trail over something. And I put my headlamp over there and I half expected to see eyes looking back at me and saw nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was with another guy from there and he, he was, he was saying, well, if they, if they come out, we go back to back. And he's like, I live here. And I was like, oh, but, but no, but it was, it was just, and, and there's a year I saw the Northern lights there mm-hmm. um, and the sky and the people um, <clears throat> the terrain. I'm pretty good at blocking out because if I remember what that was like all the time, yeah. when they say it says it's uh, re- re- relentless and remote, and when they say uh, relentless, uh, it just doesn't quit. It, it's, it's a <laughs> lot of technical stuff. It's really, it's like if you sign up for that race and you thought it was going to be like super runnable for long stretches, uh, like easy, easy strides. No, not I mean, gonna happen. It, no, no, <laughs> no. You can run over. I mean, people have done it really fast, but that's a skill set to run over jagged rocks and roots and foot plants because people get real, you know. I, I think they, you know, at the beginning, sometimes they get cute and they think they're, you know, they envision themselves tap dancing through things, but that tap dancing doesn't last the entire race for most folks, at least. Most yeah. normal humans, in my yeah. estimation. Yeah. yeah. Can you compare that race to another one just so that, so that I can get a, a idea in my head of just how tough it is and in how much vertical is there in that oh, race? Oh, there's, there's over 20,000. Okay. In, 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 in Superior. And uh, I'm trying to think of a, a race that it's just, because see, the thing that's, uh, you don't get it, because it, it, it's, it's called Superior Sawtooth in years past, and that's how it's generally known. So Superior Sawtooth the Sawtooth mountain range, it's, it's mountainous. And you're thinking Minnesota mountainous. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's just obviously not at elevation. So you're, you're not dealing with, you know, partial pressure of oxygen, all that fun stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just a lot of up and down and a lot of, um, I don't know. It's, uh, some, of, some of the climbing on the rocks, one section, it's like a conglomeration of races. So like, um, it reminds me of some of the up and down of like a me walk, I don't know if you've ever done that out in California that, that has a lot of, you know, you go about Mount Tam and all that stuff. And it's a lot of up and down like that. But then some of the technical of like the Marquette 50 or hundred K where you're out on those rocks and they, that type of stuff, they, they have you a lot out on rocks and things like that for certain parts. Um, And there's some super, and there's a lot of technical stuff. Mm. Um, Technical is a word that's like, I think, way overused for everything it's yeah. like oh it's it's technical right well it's just a crap load of rocks and roots <laughs> and it's and they're all over the place and there's hardly any i think the last section is probably you know after you do a, a climb it's one of the least technical there's some switchbacks there's some running it's really not that bad it's it's, it's a lot of climb but you're not it's not killing you with the technical part but mm-hmm. uh so i'd say probably marquette and me walk a little bit. Um, uh, it has a, yeah, yeah. It's, there's not a like climbs that are going to be like 
a two hour climb, like coming over the pass in Leadville or something like that, or it's not quite that, but there's, there's enough where there's some climbs where they can get you about an hour. Okay. You know? Yeah. Now, is that like an out and back or is it a loop course or what is, what does the aesthetics look like? It's a point to point. Oh, point to point. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I I remember one year I was doing it and we got to Carlton peak, which was somewhere around, uh, I want to say it's in the seventies. It might be close to 80, but it's in the seventies and some, some hikers are out there and they're like, Hey, where are you coming from? And we said, Hey, Gooseberry falls. And they said, no kidding. And that's, <laughs> that was, that wasn't their words, but they <laughs> yeah. were like, no, cause they knew where we, you know, and they're like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's point to point. And a lot of people like that part of it. Um, and, uh, the aid stations are, are awesome. Like, like most ultras have pretty decent ones, but like for me and the way I do stuff, I'm, I'm a water guy. I, I get aid stations, I get water, and then I usually have my own nutrition for the most part. And then sometimes it's like, if it's DEFCON 5, I start taking <laughs> whatever. Whatever they got. Find, Yeah, whatever. It's something to eat. If it looks good, just yeah. let me have it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. And then the Barkley, eight days later, I mean, were your, were your legs pretty beat up when you started that race? Or how were you feeling at the beginning? Surprisingly, no. Um, when I I was, I was, I got done with superior and I was, you know, the normal soreness, but there wasn't anything that was telling me that you got a real hitch in your giddy up. Okay. And my seven-year-old daughter, she tells me, daddy, you need to sleep and eat. And I said, that's from the word, from the mouths of babes. I was like, yeah, sleeping (laughs) and eating is where it's at. And all I did that week is I walked and that's it. I mean, it's sometimes in the past, it's been for me personally, it's been some kind of, uh, it's almost like an ego thing. Like, you know, I I feel good enough to run so I can run. Mm -hmm. I have no reason to do that. So all I did is just walk and get out there. And there's a few days I got out on my bike and just spun my legs a little really slow. Um, So when I got to Barkley, I think the hard thing with Barkley, and one of the things that was intimidating for me is I was going, you know, I've done stuff, but a lot of people done a lot of stuff. A lot of people ran a lot of things and done long and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And I I usually in in the early days, my ultra running, my mom came to everything and then my wife. And I I, I usually have a a crew and things like that. I, I, I wasn't always heavy on pacers or anything like that, but I had a crew and I had people. But going on a Barkley, it's like 11 hour road trip down to Tennessee solo. Right, right. And I'm thinking, oh, 11 hours. And, you know, I'm trying to, you know, find my way. You know, you go get to Frozen Head State Park. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a Durban Race Management has a nice little website with stuff. But it's all like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like a little bit, I'd say more like the grassroots. And that's some of the allure of it. It's nice. Sure. You know, it's, it's very simple. And they're like, yeah, Frozen Head State Park. There's the address. And and I, I went down there and I, I stayed at a, like a motel late and found a cheaper one. So I wanted to get some um, sleep the night before if I could. Yeah. But I drove down there on Friday, Friday night, little sleep. And then, you know, went to get my pack and pick up and stuff like that. And um, at Barkley, they have like, you, you get a map right before the, it, they, they want it to be along the lines of giving you a, small introduction of what the big Barkley might be like. So right. the, the Barkley marathons, and that's the, where they're finding pages of books in the woods. This is not that, 
Um, just to clarify, because a lot of people will say, oh, you did. No, don't say I did Barclay. Right, right. I, 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 it's, it's the fall classic. It's a 50K. Um, but, you know, the, the night before, I was with some folks that were looking at the map, and eh, they figured it was about, you know, they thought it was maybe 38, okay. you know. Yeah. So distance doesn't really mean what it is. You know, it's, that's, that's one of the things that's a little carryover. The truth can be a little bit, you know, wavy, <laughs> malleable. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I, I got out there and uh, I was a little nervous about the whole map thing because I thought, well, you know, I, I'm not I'm not skilled in that quite point blank. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not the worst person, but I don't think I have it in me to sit there and figure that out on the course on the fly and still, you know, do what I need to do as well. So I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'll take the map with me. I have a compass. And if worse comes to worse, I'll I'll do what I can. But you know, because they say only major intersections are marked. Right. And I found that to be mostly true. There was probably a little bit more marking, but there were some sections that if it weren't for the kindness of others, I might still be there. I might like, (laughs) it's like, there's one where you go, you know, Cumberland Trail, you go left or you go right. Well, Cumberland Trail goes for a little bit. So if I go right, I would probably figure that out after a while. But I went the correct direction because a guy had helped me out. Um, yeah, when I when I started when, we, when they started the race uh, Saturday morning, um, it was so it's Eastern, so it's an hour ahead, and uh, they they had everybody have a wear a mask at the beginning. And Laz said if he said, "Hey, everybody wears a mask," I'll sit there in a chair. If some if you don't wear a mask, he said you don't get to have self indulgence, uh, and you can start like five, 10 minutes later. And, uh, and no, you don't get extra time. You just have to start later. If you can't, if you can't make that. And he says, and besides, he said, if, if the mask is kind of like your, I'm paraphrasing, he said, if the mask is your tipping point, uh, you might want to pick another place because if you can't handle that, I don't know if you're going to handle what's out there. (laughs) So, so I said, uh, you know, so it was all good. It was like a, you know, a mile or, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And then everybody kind of put their masks in their pack and then, you know, it it spread out some Mm -hmm. and, uh, everybody was off. So, um, describe for, for the listeners and for myself, I've never mm-hmm. done the, the Barkley fall classic. How mm-hmm. tough is that terrain out there? Like, what were you getting yourself into? Like, just, just how, how tough, like we've seen the pictures, we've seen the video, what limited video we can see of the course. Um, yeah. was, did it live up to, to its name? Yeah. Oh, and then some, I, <laughs> you know what? I, I haven't done the most, like I said, but I've seen some steep mountain stuff and I've seen some really technical stuff and I've seen a gain and loss. And, you know, I've been on courses where I've had to be up for two nights in a row and not sleep. And that probably made me the most, you know, <laughs> fatigue makes cowards of us all at some point. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and, but out here, I'll tell you, like, at first I thought, well, all right, you know, we have a lot of switchbacks and there's some good climbs and I'm like, okay. Um, but, um, at a, at a point there, uh, we got to some of the off trail sections. Um, and one of the rules in the race is no GPS. Mm -hmm. So, um, I bought myself a $18 Armatron 
Uh, some of the people on the website got themselves an $8 watch. I couldn't get that low, but <laughs> you know, just a, a regular watch so I could see what time of day it is. Yeah. And, and uh, so no G- GPS because they don't want folks GPS in it. And then this is only available to people. The parks are nice enough to let them use certain sections you know, and, and other than that, people aren't supposed to be on these sections. So right. they, people post stupid things to Strava and then you get people out there in parts they're not supposed to be. And then they kind of ruin it, you know? So, um, yeah, but th- these off trail sections, ah, I have seen some things and I actually read Fro- Frozen Ed Furtaw. He, he has a book called, uh, uh, it's, I forget the, the, the name of it, but I read his book about the Barkley Marathons. And he was one of the first guys to finish the fun run in the big Barkley. Mm. Well, he, uh, you know, I, I read all about it and, and that actually helped me big time in my first Leadville. Cause I figured, Hey, people have done this before. And it's not this, it's not like I, I started making myself feel better. Um, but you know, even with reading that and sleuthing around and trying to, you know, I said, look, I'm just going to have to throw myself in here. And uh, it was way out of my comfort zone, even to, to go there and, and uh, attempt this, knowing the little that I knew, but I'm glad I didn't know all of it. Uh, Cause I, I got out there and the, the first time I saw rat jaw and we only had to do a half rat jaw. And then later on in the race, we had to do a full rat jaw. Oh, I, I you know, you hear people say there's no words before, and that doesn't work for a medium like this, right? It's not, you know, <laughs> you know, there's no words. Oh no, that you gotta, you gotta have some words, but um, I'll tell you what happened is it started to rain and it was like, it started to rain just a little. And then it really, really started to rain. Mm. So there's thunder and lightning sounding really close because we're in the mountains and they have their own, the mountains have their own microclimate there at frozen head. Mm. And so it's coming down really hard but it's still kind of warm and we're running in it. Uh, but then I get to the bottom of rat jaw and you're supposed to have, you know, from what I've read, you know, have some gloves. And I saw these gloves that were said they were rugged and, but they had some rubber on them. And, and there's one guy I read in, and God bless him in the, uh, in, in the Barkley Facebook page for the fall classic. He said, no, he said, you should, you should have some leather gloves. Well, I, I said, I'm going to go with the leather gloves. So, cause I don't know exactly what I'll be gripping on to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had leather gloves and that place turned into one of the steepest slip and slides that I have ever seen. And really? to get some traction, you, you pretty, the briars are your friends. You have to walk into them and, and go through them and sometimes put your head down and just kind of burrow. And, uh, sometimes, I mean, we were doing problem solving of how we were going to get from here to there. And we found certain parts of the hill had down a down line on it, like a decommissioned power line. Mm. So, you know, we're pulling up on that and, um, and for hours and hours though, like it's, it's probably about a little over an hour on the first time. And then the second time, even more than that. Wow. Um, Cause there's times where people just didn't know what to do. Um, and then there's some other off course sections that we had that were super, you know, testicle spectacle. You might've heard of that yep. and meth lab Hill. And they were really steep. In fact, when I got to the meth lab Hill, I, I look and, and there was all these people crowd, you know, starting to crowd near the top and they, they didn't know how to start to go down it. And I remember a guy, uh, that I was with saying, at one point he was like, well, there's two rocks there. He's like, I'm going to try to shoot the gap. 
meaning he's, he's like in pistol squat position and you're trying to slow yourself down with your hands. But that is problematic because there's stuff buried. And if you hit rocks, roots with your hands, you break your fingers. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was super challenging with that in the rain. It was, yeah, it, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was just to a point like it took all of my concentration to do that. So it actually, in my opinion, kind of helped me because I wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about in big picture stuff. I was, my, my, my decision-making and my attention was micro from, mm. from move, from foot to foot to foot to really? handhold to handhold. Yeah. And I was, you know, making sure I had my bottles. I lost a few bottles a couple of times and, uh, and I had mud absolutely everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And, and there's people, there's people there also that they're lot, there's a lot of ripped shorts and a lot of rip. There's a really nice person in front of me back in wide open. And I didn't know how they were gonna, like, it was like, I don't know how you're going to make it. You know? And they're like, well, I have extra shorts in my pack. I just can't put them on now. And yeah, so it's, it was, and actually when I got home and I didn't even realize this during, but it ripped, ripped a hole right in the palm of my leather glove. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the things, cause I think one of the wires I grabbed onto or something like that. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So it was, that was difficult. And then the, the weather turned a little cooler, which hardly ever happens. Um, and then some people were shivering and I actually brought a rain jacket along. It's like one of those things where you pack your insecurities, but, uh, it actually worked because <laughs> it, it kept me going and then I was able to take it off uh, and then continue on and there are cuts on the course that make it challenging yeah um the I I didn't even know I just kept going because I was doing my as best I could it's not like I could you know I had my nutrition was very simple I brought I had to pretty much bring all my own stuff I had to it's like they didn't have a whole lot at like if you were to try to aid station this one uh, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, Were your legs pretty chewed up at the end of it? Uh, strangely enough, it's weird because I had to walk, not as much as if, if, if I had to run like another hundred miler or something like that, where I had to just do the same motion over the motions that my legs had to do from a running standpoint, weren't as chewed up, but from smashing into things like they were beat up for different reasons than a normal running like normal running they get chewed up because you keep running and running and running right it, you know it's repetitive motion and this it's every other it's every single different motion um and they're beat up from just smacking into things uh i had a few close calls out there i i was on the pillars of doom uh these big uh rocks that are pillars and there's a little drop there i i maybe it's a longer drop i didn't sit there and look at it but i jumped off the last one and it was it was wet and i remember i just made it with my next foot on the rock in front of me and i thought yeah that wasn't so smart matt you need to <laughs> slow slow down and relax wow um when i got when i got to the last thing there's a, a decision point and you can go on and take the marathon finish. But in my mind, it's not really like I would never devalue anybody's day out there and how hard they worked and it's not, but it's like, you can't, it's not, a, there's not a sign up for the marathon race and then a sign up for the 50 K there's only a sign up for the 50 K. 
and and that's the only one you sign up for. So in my mind, I thought, well, the other one is just, you know, it's not, not really finished. It's, mm-hmm. you, it means you went 26.2, but sure. I said, he said, you, and, and you, you talked to Laz at the last part and he says, and, and that's Lazarus Lake or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, uh, but I said, Laz, I said, I said, well, I came in and I said, well, here I am. And he punched my bib and he said, uh, well, he said, you're going to have to dig really deep to make this. Mm-hmm. And I just said, yes, sir. I said, that's all. That's all I ha- that that's what I have to do because um, I, I I have no I have no other option right and I was going with this guy really nice guy and he's like well I'm not much of a climber I was like well I am now <laughs> I have, <laughs> I'll, I'll reinvent myself I don't care I, I am what I need to be today yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, it's weird but because at that point I wouldn't have thought this earlier in the day but going up to that yellow gate that you see in the video. Mm-hmm that's actually a little uphill grade there like that. Like I couldn't imagine somebody like, you know, uh, John fake Veracy, who I think is just, he's one of my running heroes. Right. He's, he's right. one of the guys that finished that and man running up that at the end, seeing his effort he's putting into after I could only imagine, only imagine what he had been through mm-hmm. just going up that uphill grade and then, you know, hitting the, hitting the yellow gate. And I was thinking, wow. Cause that whole part there is, you know, even past the yellow gate, you start to go uphill and, you know, in the race. Yeah. Then you, you, we have, have another mountain to climb and a mountain to descend. Um, and, uh, on the way down, I saw there's a forest ranger coming up. He's like, you guys have about a mile and a half. And I said to myself, that sounds great, but I don't believe that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't, I'm just going to keep pushing because I'm not letting down. I can't. And I don't, I got to keep pushing because that'd be my day. Well, he said, well, it doesn't matter what anybody says. Sure. You just have to have, you know, um, one thing that kind of hit home for me is when, uh, there, and this is a quote that I'm pulling out of something. I think he was talking to the big Barkley folks, but he said, it's, it's last said, it's, it's really not about you against that course. And it's not about you against the other runners. He said, it's about you and yourself inside mm-hmm. and, and in your relationship with yourself. And that really kind of hit me because it, all the conversations I had with myself all day or things that I, I did or, or decisions I made. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't control so many things, but I could control the way I was thinking yeah. on some level. Yeah. I could do that. I was confident I could do that. Cause I've seen people do it in a lot worse situations. And I was like, well, I can gather from their strength and I can do this because hmm. there's earlier in the day. And actually the, the same forest ranger, it was the same guy. Cause I, I, my headlamp hit him in the eyes and he, he had said, Hey, uh, there's a storm coming in. And we were part of the way up Ratjaw the second time. And he said, you know, we're going to suggest that you just take the DNF and take the, the little all-terrain vehicle with us down and really, stop it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I, and I was looking and I was looking and I was like, well, are you saying we have to, or that we, you really advise it? He's like, no, I really advise it up there. as slick as snot. If you went up there once and the second time, he's like, it even got worse. He told us. Hmm. And this guy that I'm with says, F and I'm going, let's try to make the push and get in, get off Ratchaw before it comes down. And I said, 
and then I take off. And then a part of the way up, I, it kind of hit me. I'm like, yeah, you have two little girls and you, are you self? I was like, well, not to think of it now. I got to go. Because yeah. I'm now I'm, I had climbed like 30, 40 feet up. And it actually didn't rain after that at okay. all. Huh. Not even a little bit. So it must have dodged us or whatever. So I saw the same guy coming down. He said, you have 1.5. And I was like, oh boy, I don't know about that. <laughs> and then uh, it's weird because like it's superior when you finish you can hear the river and then you can hear people from way up on the mountain mm -hmm. and it gives you hope. And you're mm -hmm. like on this one, yeah. I didn't hear anything until I heard a dog and I heard a dog when I got pretty close, but I heard a dog and then my eyes, I was like, Oh yeah, it's, it's not just a wild dog. It's somebody's dog. Yeah. And, then, and then I got like within, you know, maybe a little less than a half a mile. And I started to hear, and you just, you know, pop out of the woods and, and was able to, you know, finish. So um and it's it's interesting i know we have a uh, we have a mutual friend um i i thought of him right <laughs> right right when i finished um uh you know logan of course uh, yeah 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 uh i i had some times with him at uh frozen otter yeah. um and and there was one time when i i met him on the trail in the northern kettle and we're both shivering because we had stopped he's like matt I, I can't he's just chattering he's like i can't stay awake and I was like, Logan, and I, I had some like caffeine pills. And I was like, Logan, here. And I, it was called a motivator. And I gave it to him. He's like, oh, thanks, man. And I think that was the year like he homemade shoes for himself. But <laughs> <laughs> freaking mucklocks, man. Like yeah. we're, sta we're standing at the start. And I'm looking at Logan. I'm like, Logan, what are those? Yeah. Oh, I made them myself. I'm like, <laughs> who does this only and logan i said 100k in the winter in the wisconsin and you made your own shoe huh okay logan you know and he's he's such a young kid back then and i think he would what was he like 17 yeah. 16 yeah and he's off and doing that but he he always tried stuff and he and he like this podcast you know he did big things he tried things mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. he's down for that yeah. And he actually, it was, it's rather ironic that I found him at the end because um, he, he was, you know, as you knew, he was a, a, a vegetarian, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, for about the last year, I've been uh, vegan and, okay. and I've been feeling great. And I had, you know, uh, there's, there's a story of Logan after, um, and I, I'm, I know I was going too far off, but, no, but right. it, it just made me think of him like, it was, at, uh, uh, Tina told me this at, at Zumbro when he was there with Tina and Angela and, and they went out to breakfast the day after. And then like the, the waitress, like, you know, I'll take order. And Logan's like, yeah, I'll have like, it was either like four or five orders of hash browns. And, and the lady's like, you understand these are like the whole plate. He's like, yep. <laughs> and he like, he just like shoveled hash browns down. Yep, yep. And so, all right. So by I get to the end of this, and I didn't really think past the end of the race and I'm just muddy. And somebody's like, there's a Creek over there. You, you can just like go in and like, just sit in it and wash yourself off. And I was like, well, I do have extra shorts and a t-shirt, but I'm so hungry at this point. I'm just so hungry. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I look and I was like, Oh, what do they have? Um, Cause I can remember Logan getting done with uh, like a dances with dirt. He, he got done with the 50 mile first. I was like, dude, save me some of those mushroom burgers as a Logan. You can do that for me, please. I know you're going to get done faster. I was like, yeah. do it. <laughs> but no, I, I got done with this one and it said uh, Tennessee cattlemen's association. I said, Oh boy. I said, uh Oh, 
And, and, and then I come there and I was like, so uh, what do you have to eat? And they're like, we have a steak sandwich. And I told myself early on, I was like, I'm not, I don't totally define my personhood by like my, my diets, you know, I'm not like, you know, uh, but I was like, uh, and I looked again and I was like, and they're like, well, is that something you'll eat? And I was like, I'm eating what's being served. I said, yeah, I was like, just like, (laughs) and and then I remember they they put my sandwich and I was like, can you put more onions on there? And they're like, you want that many onions? I said, yes, because more food. And I was like, and more, (laughs) and I would like some more tomatoes, please. And they were really nice. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there with muddy hands and I ate, I ate that sandwich. Uh, I have no desire to really eat you know, more like to start being a, going to steakhouses, you know, right, it's, not right. my, it's not my thing, yeah. but Hey, you know, and I was thinking of Logan, I was like, huh, I wonder if you had done that. You would probably just not done that. And like, just totally waited till you got back to your room and figured. <laughs> oh man. I miss that guy. As many yeah. adventures as I ever went on with that guy, I never saw him break his vegetarian diet. And, you know, we did a Me lot either. of crazy stuff out, out in the mountains and yeah, I never saw him break his, but that being said, you know, I've seen him eat enough candy that he actually threw up, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not like oh, he was man. totally healthy, but yeah, no. he, was, he, was, he was strict and uh, he, he stuck to that vegetarian diet and God, I miss that guy just about every day. Oh yeah. 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 His, his just, I, I can remember uh, this is just a, another side, but this is like something that I always, I, I, I usually mention because I felt really bad about it. He, he had a, uh, a run called the Chili Cupid Shuffle. It, it was, it was, he, 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 he did a 50 K was in the winter in the Northern Kettle. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. <laughs> and this is really funny because it made me think of uh, some of the things with, with Barkley and DNF and rates and all this other stuff. But so we all went out there and there were snowmobiles and certain parts flying past and, it was deep. It just snowed a lot and it happened to be deep snow and we're chugging through it and we're running. And, and then it, it got to the point where in his 50 K on a Saturday that the sun was going down. And I was like, Oh man, I was like, I have a, a, a headlamp in my, in my car. I was like, I can, I can get this out here. And we had all been out there for like a lot of hours, like over seven hours and it's getting dark. And everybody's like, no, we're just going to get some food and hang out in the shelter and have the fire. And, and so in his first 50K that he ran, there was a 100% DNF rate. Nobody finished. <laughs> <laughs> we all, nobody. And we went back to the thing and everybody had brought beer and, and snacks. And so we all had a beer and some snacks and we're, you know, commiserating. And I stayed to the end and I'm like helping Logan clean up. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, <laughs> there's all these, like, there's these, craft beers and cases of beers I didn't even think of how this appeared or what it was like but I was like in my mind I'm like nope I'm not going to be you know back then I I don't know the 40 year old or 38 year old that leaves the underage person with a bunch of drinks right and then and then what happens I don't know I was like (laughs) so I was like I take all of the beers and I put in my car it's like I'll just take those I'll, I'll take them and he looked at me, he just smiled. He didn't complain at all. 
but in the back of his mind, he's probably thinking, this guy is a, just an ass. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I mean, like, like if you're like, and I don't even know how old he was at that point. He was not 21. Yeah. So like, if you are, you know, 20 and 19, and then some dudes like taking all the beer that everybody left behind, like tons of it, mm. you know, and I, I don't, I have no intention of drinking all that beer. I just didn't want to leave it for, you know, yep. a person that's not of age. Yeah. He was the nicest. He's like, oh, Matt, great to have you. He just smiled. He didn't say anything. He didn't give me a cross look. But after I drove off, I started thinking, I started feeling really like kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I guess I was that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he was a he was a responsible kid, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part. And, you know, we all experiment to a certain extent at that age with alcohol and, and whatnot. And, but yeah. you know, he was, he was a pretty responsible kid for the most part. So yeah. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. So what was your uh, final time at, at the Barkley fall classic this year? Well, you know what I, it was 13 hours and a smidge. I think it was a smidge over 10 minutes. I don't remember the exact time. Yeah. I just remember thinking, at one point I have 15 minutes left and 1320 is the cut. Oh, really? Yeah. And there's so many times when, when I was stopped on an off trail section with folks trying to figure something out or you're breathing so hard from pulling yourself up. I mean, there was times when there was people in front of us. I said, Hey, I'm not, you know, trying to get fresh with you, but here's the deal. I can see you're tired of pulling yourself up. You mind if I put my hand in your rear and push you Ah, because because if, if you put too much weight on your feet, then you, there's zero traction. Okay. Um, w- one of the benefits I had is I have size 13 feet and I wore uh, uh, Evo speed goats. And uh, of course they stopped making them. So, Hey, uh, <laughs> for now. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, no, I, I get a little more traction because my feet are so big. There's more rubber to the ground. Yeah. However, even with that, I wasn't getting, I had to pull myself up with minimal on the ground. And all those points, like I was super engaged, but I don't think I really realized how much time was just ticking off the clock. I had no idea. I just kept going and did the best. I never really stopped for a long period of time and rested because I knew that that just, and believe it or not, um, one of the things Laz said is like, hey, this is a course where it'll get away with you. Don't try to, you got a plan, look at the map. Um, don't just go out there, you know, run it by feel mm-hmm. and- uh, he's right. There might be some things where he might not, you know, I don't know if people talk, like if he says one thing or another, eh, he was straight. He, 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 the challenge, he wasn't exaggerating it. It was real. Wow. He's, he knows what he's talking about. And yeah, uh, yeah he's right. Wow. So. Would you go back and do it again? Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things where, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm in the lottery for next year. Oh, uh, no I'm kidding. In, yeah. <laughs> because it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, your skill set just barely met the qualification, like just barely good enough to get it done. Yeah. And it was one of those things where there's few, there's a few runs that I've done in my lifetime that were game changers for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was my first Leadville, uh, finish, uh, I was on top of Sugarloaf, uh, got sick, slipped on my own puke, <laughs> fell into it, oh. got, got up. <laughs> uh, you know, I come into May Queen, 
My mom says, what's wrong? I say, don't, 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 don't talk to me about like, I don't want to feel sorry for myself. I was like, yeah. I got to finish. And I was able to finish. And that was a game changer. And, uh, and my first kettle was in 2008 in, 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 the, in the tornado action, uh, tornado touchdown at a, a aid station oh, well, yeah. after, well after I had left it. But, and then this one, yeah, because it was so surreal. The whole thing was, it was not, it was not like, oh, that was hard. And then I got to the end of it. Um, I, I actually really uh, made some errors on this one where I, I judged what I thought this was about on some level, like by the Facebook group. And there's a lot of gallows humor and it's, it's all this. But you know what? When I got out there, there were some of the nicest people and, and, and when you go through tough stuff with folks, mm-hmm. you, you bond totally. and, uh, Oh, I mean, there's times where, you know, like I'm splayed on, on the trail and, you know, helping somebody pull them up and they did the same for me. And there was, you know, we weren't always, sometimes you were by yourself, but a lot of the times there were people and there was some great conversations and just some great positive, you know, when you suffer hard with somebody, <laughs> you know, it gives you a different perspective. Yeah. And then looking at some of the conversations on the Facebook page after you're like, yeah, wow, you have some perspective. And without that perspective, it didn't matter what I had done before or anything like that. I mean, I'm one of those guys, like, I'm not a big fan of like, if I go to a race, I don't really like to wear uh, any type of finisher stuff from a past year. Yeah, me neither. No, that gets me thinking that, oh yeah, you did this. So that, that means it's, it's the step in front of you, the person in front of you, behind you. So I don't like that. And when I actually took the time to talk to some of these people, there were people that were newer ultra runners, the people that had done a lot of stuff. And there were some people finding stuff out about themselves. And sure. I give, I've got a credit to a lot of people, whether they finished or a marathon finisher or 50 K or, or went as far as they could, uh, that, that really, it really, I thought it's, it's, it's a deep down, it, it, like last said, he's like, you have to dig deep. And that's the same. I was like, hmm, where have I heard this before? Yeah. Right. From yeah. Leadville. Leadville. <laughs> I, I thought that same dude was blowing smoke up my butt. The first time <laughs> I heard it, you had to start, I commit, I will not quit. And you yep. say all this stuff. And he says, there's a deep, he says, you have an inexhaustible well of grit and determination. You know, you know, deep down, each person has. It. And I was like, ah, he's just saying, this is his, his pump up speech. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, when I've been in some spots and I've, I've, I've allowed myself the effort and, and sometimes by the grace of God and by help with other people, but yeah, Laz wasn't wrong. Ken isn't wrong. Mm -hmm. The people that have the gray hair that have seen and experienced this and been there, there's something to be learned. And, and so instead of me coming into this race, being nervous about things that I thought I knew about it, Mm -hmm. uh, coming in with, a and and, and the, the, well, that race humbled me that I I couldn't do anything about it. It it is, but, but, but then as, as you start to talk to people and you realize, uh, humility can kind of go a long way and just kind of, you know, listening and listening to their stories and watching them give their effort. There's, there's a lot of strength in that. 
And I think it kind of fed into me. And I've, I, I talk a lot as it is, but I was kind of bumbling, making calls after that. Like, you know, like, like calling my mom, like, oh my God, I can't even believe, you know, and, and, you know, so it was one of those game changers for me and uh, very, very fortunate once all that. So I don't know if it'll be the exact same circumstances next time, but I really hope whether I, you know, if I can get in again or something like that, maybe I can find a way, like if I can con somebody else into doing it with me that, you know, they can drive some, but like the, right. the driving, I was like, oh, that was sometimes almost as bad as the actual race. It's like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to drive that far. No, <laughs> no. And I was, you know, like, and I, I, I don't usually have, I, I have some caffeine that I'll take, like when I have a, a bigger workout or something like that. And I'll, I'll just kind of intersperse it from time to time. I, I don't happen to be a coffee drinker. I have nothing against it, but I drink tea from time to time. Right. But yeah, on the way up, yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, what's this? Yeah. Ca- caffeine drink. I need something, <laughs> you know, and I'm listen. I'm, I'm calling everybody on my phone, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I should have done this. Huh? Too bad. I couldn't, I, I could finished. I should have done it on the way home. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Just to keep you awake. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the road, the adaptive cruise control saves my rear because, Oh yeah. 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 Oh. And then I got caught in Chicago rush hour on the way back. Although, well, not oh, rush no. hour, but Sunday traffic. I don't know what that was about, but meh, you know? Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I actually relished my, t- the course was actually a lot of that was, you know, it was gratifying. You're talking to people. And even when you're not talking to people, you're listening sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. all sorts of interesting stuff and, and listening to veterans and people. And I know those, those people were so nice and showed me so much grace. Like, you know, I know they were sick of people saying like, have you done this before? How many times, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like, it's different than even other races. Like if, if you do like say, whatever level you know everything's pink flagged and and, you know somebody might ask you if you've done it um but on this one you know if you've done it then they're like oh do you know i follow you can we we do (laughs) really you know because it's more of a thing so you're more like you know that's it's it's not just for a little self-confidence it's for maybe just trying to figure out things sometimes Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally totally um, you live in Milwaukee, right? I'm back one now, but I've lived in Milwaukee most of my life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just north and, of Milwaukee. And I'm a Wisconsin guy too. And I think that's pretty much how we met. I, I don't remember exactly, but I think the first time I ever met you was probably either T-Bunk or the John Dick 50K or, or one of those yeah. races out there. But, um, you know, I, I peeked at your ultra sign up and you've got like 70 races on there. So mm-hmm. like, how did this all start for you? Um, you're a kid growing up in Milwaukee, were you running cross country and track in, in high school or, or how did running come into the picture for you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on, te- I'm a tennis player. I play college tennis. Oh, really? And, okay. uh, yeah. And, uh, I started, uh, I started cause of my dad and, uh, he, 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 we started doing these things called long walks Hmm. when I was just a kid, I was like, you know, third or fourth grade. And then, and it's funny is because the pastor from our church would come running from the other way. And my dad and I would like start to run for like 
oh hi pastor and, and then he'd run past and be like oh thank god and then we went, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we'd walk so so yeah we, we started doing these things but then eventually i was allowed my own running shoes and then i started timing myself on this uh, two to three mile jaunt and i just started running around just for fun yeah. you know and uh then uh my what happened is my friend my friend dean uh had it was like two weeks out for the lakefront marathon and he knew i was a runner and i just ran for fun i had never done any race no race no 5k no 10k no nothing nothing with a number yeah. and he said hey matt you want to do the lakefront marathon i was like how far is that and i was like 26.2 and i was like hmm how much time you get So, yeah, it was, uh, it was something else. So I, I did that. And then from there, I just started signing up for different rates. I, I did, I learned the hard way on a lot of stuff there because there was no online stuff. I can just talk to people, you know? Yeah. And uh, in fact, my, when I did my first ice age, which was 2004, uh, that was my first 50 K. Mm-hmm. Um, I printed off the sign in form from online though, I had, but you had to print it off. There was no online signup right. and I mailed, I mailed in my registration. And, uh, then I did that and I had new clue. I, the, the first race that I did, I, I learned a tough lesson. I ran with this gal and we're running and she's like chatting, right? And I was like, Oh, we're moving. <laughs> Point. And she's like, yeah, She's like, I'm calling it like, this is like a, it was like a 15 to 19 mile training run for her. She's like, yeah, I'm not running anymore. You go have a good rest of your race. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, cause we just ran like, well, it was fast for me. I don't know what it was for her. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh no, oh, I have the rest left. How much is that? And it was like, you know, 12, 13 miles. And I mm. thought, oh boy, you know. <laughs> But yeah, how it started. And, uh, and then from there, and my mom sat there at the start and then my mom went to a lot of my races after that. She just, she learned and she, she likes to chat up people. So she would just meet people and she met, uh, Darylin, uh, uh, oh, Logan's mom. I don't know if they pronounce her name, Logan's yeah. mom. Yeah. And she, she would, you know, she, she met all, all these folks and she, she started like, I'd run and I'd meet people. And then sometimes I, I'm, I'm horrible. I forget, like, I forget even in like, um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the results on the, the fall classic uh, in, in depth on like all running. Cause like, I remember people where they were from, but then I was like, I remember your first name, but I don't remember your last name. And mm-hmm. my mom knew everybody way before I did. <laughs> she knows everybody from Minnesota. She knows people from Wisconsin. Wow. She has people. Yeah. Cause she yeah. just sit at aid stations and talk to people. Yeah. you know waiting for guys like the likes of us to for sure ramble on through yeah. <laughs> uh, um was kettle marine your first hundred mm-hmm. okay me too yeah what, and, what year did you go first oh gosh uh i want to say 2014 okay i'm pretty sure that was my first what year was yours uh 2008 okay so you're before me yep yeah, and two, how many how many times have you done kettle uh, so 2008 was my first I 
there's a couple years I didn't. So I, this is uh, next year will be going for my 10th, 10th wow. official. Um, I had, I, I have uh, 10 unofficial because in 2020 COVID, I decided to run it on my own. Really? And uh, yeah, my, my wife was super kind enough to do like these water drops for me because they had all the water turned off. So I couldn't get water. Okay. So she put like little jugs of water and she texts me where they are with a picture. And I'm like, okay, I, I get generally where you're saying, but you're texting me like a picture of a tree. Right. And it's, it's a forest. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> so it's like, I'm, I'm sitting here at certain points and I'm just walking around. I'm like, oh, this probably takes everywhere. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to find the water. I was like, if I can't get this water, I can't go. Cause I, I, I absolutely must have the water yeah. and believe it or not, I've never seen the weather this ever this way. I go, I carried all my own food for the whole time mm. for the whole hundred. And at night, um, uh, Tina and Angela paced me, uh, and man, it got down to where I could see my breath, um, at night mm. and it was in the high thirties. Mm. And I thought, I've never in kettle, I said, where is this? Like there's nights when I've done it, it's, you know, it's hot, it's mm -hmm. this, it's that. Oh, it was cold. And I had to wear a jacket at a part at night. Like I had to throw on my rain jacket to stay warm. And this was and in June? Yeah. So okay. It was, it was that the race would have been Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. And I had heard that other people were going to start doing it uh, on Saturday morning. I was like, well, I'll just go on Friday and do it on Friday. Since it's unofficial anyway. I'll just, you know, I'll just probably be out there and it'll be nice and quiet. Yeah. And Saturday, I think would have been national trail day or something. So I didn't want to be like, you know, in a busier section. So I was like, oh, I'll just do it on Friday. So yeah, I did it the Friday. So it was yeah, the same, pretty much the same date, day before. Was that a, a actual virtual race or were you guys just out there just DIY doing it on your own? Yeah, just doing it on my own okay. wasn't a virtual race. I think okay. there's some way I could have signed up for a virtual race, but I, I don't know. Right, I, right. I just was like, I just want to, I just want to do it and yeah. just enjoy it out there. And I, I didn't, you know, I had my, my GPS on and it lasted the whole time, which was wonderful. Hmm. Um, and, uh, but I, I, I was just enjoying being out there yeah. and having some friends out there running with me. That's, That's cool, it. man. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I would have to guess that besides your 70 some odd ultra marathons, you've done a, a handful of DIY projects. Um, do you, do you ever like, what's your, what kind of stuff have you gotten up to besides going out and doing kettle the year of COVID when there was actually no actual race going on? Have you mm -hmm. ever done other stuff like that? Yeah. Like, well, some of the stuff that I've done, like, isn't on ultra sign up, like, uh, right. like all the frozen otters I've done, they don't put those on ultra sign up and okay there's been other stuff like fat asses and stuff like that, but nothing too, uh, I'm trying to think nothing too ginormous. I know they don't put Ironmans on there and I done, a, I done a bunch of them, but oh. that's just, uh, you know, that's how, that's how I kind of got a little started into thinking I could do, you know, cause that, that taught me how to suffer a little bit, yeah. you know, yeah. when I, I didn't know what I was doing on that either. Same um, here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like I, one of the lessons I took from that though, is I remember in 2005, it was my first Wisconsin Ironman. And there's in the bike part, there's all these people sitting on lawns off their bike in the shade trees. And I looked at all of them and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of moving like crap. But I said, yeah, but I'm getting closer to the finish. 
I'm doing it somehow. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I got to keep moving to the finish as slow as I go. I just got to keep moving um, and, and just keep it at a slow pace. Cause when I got to the marathon course, there's just people literally lying in the gutter uh, on the street. And I was <laughs> like, those people were all ahead of you, Buster. They were mm-hmm. all way ahead of you, but mm-hmm. now they're not. Yeah. I was like, yeah. just chill and keep moving slow and steady and just keep moving. And because it was like 90, 98 degrees that day. And it was one of the, at the time, it was the biggest DNF on a DNF rate for a Ironman, which is funny because like now that I've done other stuff in ultra world, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you go to Leadville, you're going to get about a 48, 49% finishing rate yeah. every single time. doesn't matter the weather. It's yeah. going to be it. Yeah. If that happened in Ironman, I think people would really freak. Like, <laughs> <there's> no, <laughs> it would be, you know, because, you know, I, I started to realize I enjoyed Ironman, but it just costs a lot of money. Yep. Like it was like, you know, I was paying like $600, $700. Yep. And yep. I was like, I can do, how many hundreds can I do for that? No kidding. Like, yeah. I can, I can fit three maybe or more. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And there's like little to no camaraderie going on in Ironman either. And, you know, you go run an ultra marathon, 50 K hundred mile, whatever it is. And you walk away with like seven new best friends that, you know, you stay friends with for years and years. Oh, so it's like a totally yeah. different world. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, it's weird, but like, oh, his, his, I don't know if his name was Nick. I got to remember his name. I'll, I'll, when I see the results, I'll know. There's a guy that, you know, in, in Barkley, he said, Hey, he, 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 I was a little ahead of him and he was waiting for somebody to get to the top of Ranchow. He said, Hey, are you going to go for the 50 K finish? You're going to go for the finish at the decision point. I said, yeah. And he looked at me, he said, right on man, right on. And like that little, that little affirmation from somebody that's been in, like, I, I'll never get in, in, in two, the same thing happened 2008 in Kettle. I was running in the, in the, it, it just started, it, it downpoured all over the meadows on the way back. There was water past my knees. It was lightning. People were scared. I was, and, and there were people like, oh, I got to get out of the lightning and laying on the ground. And I was like, but you're lying in a big puddle of water. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> I just, I just need to get into the trees. And then I got to Emma Carlin on the way back in in Kettle. And there's this guy <laughs> what are the chances of this? I'm in the, like the outhouse thing there, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm changing. I was like, well, I'm just trying to get, cause the rain pretty much slowed down, almost stopped at that point for a little bit. And I was like, I'll just try to get on some, you know, different socks and shoes and try to move forward. Mm-hmm. This guy flies and he's like, Hey, I'm getting ready to pace a little later, Don. He's like, I remember you from me walk. He said, he said, he, he screams. He's like, Whoa, he's like, this is just getting good. And I thought, and I just smiled and I like, cause in my head, I was thinking, uh, I've never done hundred miles. I don't know how I'm going to make it to the end of this. What, mm-hmm. But I just listened to them and he's, he thinks it's just getting good. Yeah. I was like, maybe it's just to get good. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you have to lose? Just yeah. go out there, you know, yeah. see what happens. Isn't it funny how those moments stick with you? You know, someone will just say the littlest thing out there and years later you remember, it's like, man, that is what fired me up. And that's what got me to the finish. Just some dude looking me in the eye and saying, right on, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, that right there. And he, and he had this smile, but it was like a, it was, it was understanding. It's like, we, we understood mm-hmm. each other and, and he had done it before, but he just, you know, you can see doubt and people doubt all the time out in, 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 it, like it's it's interesting because like when you talk about ultras and things like that 
it'd be cool to say like, oh yeah, I've done all these big and all these things, blah, 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 blah. And I really thought I had my mental game plan. You know how much self-doubt is in that? A lot. Mm, yeah. But it's just a series of little decisions that you can make to, you know, hopefully smartly, you know, you don't want to make really bad decisions to continue on when you're, you're hurt or when you're going to be in real jeopardy out there, your health is at risk. You got to be, that's real talk you got to have with yourself. Yeah. But the, the other stuff where you're uncomfortable, you're not sure, uh, maybe you're intimidated or a lot of things mm-hmm. where you're just, you, the problem solving is going to take effort out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, that's a cool part. That's a really cool part of it. You just have to engage in that and, you know. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, game-changing races, like the first time you ran Kettle, 100 was a game-changer, Leadville mm-hmm. was a game-changer, and I think mm-hmm. you mentioned that Barkley, uh, mm-hmm. September 18th was a game-changer. What 100%. do you mean by that? Is it game-changer, like your, your, your mental game goes to the next level, or it's, it's like a confidence thing, or, or what exactly do you mean by that? I think it, I mean, it spills out of the race into life, is what I mean. Mm-hmm. It, it, okay. it, it goes far past... Yeah, the race, the race in, in racing and ultra running, it, yeah, it will definitely go into that too. But my life outside of that, it, it, it actually, it's, it's, I start to gain understanding from like what other people have said, like and Ken said, you know, this makes you better. And then you go take that and you, you put that into your community, you put mm-hmm. that into your family, you mm-hmm. put that into the people around you, you, you take that attitude and you take... And it doesn't mean everybody has to do the same thing, but, Hey, you know, it was interesting. Cause I read, you know, I, I read the little, there's a little blurb, like you, you type, um, do big things, Adam McRoberts. And, you know, like, and it says like, you, you're, you're better for having tried. And, 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 um, one of the things like, you know, we want you to get out there and to do big things and you have authors and artists and, mm-hmm. and, and, and runners, um, and that's one of the things Laz says in the video, uh, to Barkley, and it kind of stuck with me. He said, it's not that anybody that does this is automatically better, but they're better for what they've asked of themselves. Mm. And it was just, I, I made a big ask to myself to be, to do something that I was, I was uncomfortable. I was little bit intimidated, um, solo driving a long way to a place where, you know, I have great respect for the people that have went out there and done what they've done before. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of a, just a, it was was a a little bit of a larger than life thing. Cause I like, I won't say how many times I've watched videos and and watched, you know, uh, Gary, uh, Gary, uh, Robinson, his, his, yep. his part and all that stuff. And like, <laughs> that's like my field of dreams, like guys, like, <laughs> like, like you, like guys are like, you know, my eyes are sweating, you know, <laughs> but, but like, like seeing John, uh, Figverese, like the guy that says I'm a normal guy and, and he just, seeing the look on his face when he comes up to the finish. And it's, I don't know as if it's any different or better than Robbins when like he went the that effort 
and what they asked of themselves is I think the big connector there. Mm. And I think sometimes people don't always have to do it during running or other things like that, but sometimes it's just, you know, getting out of that zone where you're super comfortable and you, you learn and, and new things and new relationships and, mm. and you meet people and, oh man, you know, that's, that is, that's pretty good. And this year just happened to be a real, you know, overused word, but it happened to be an epic year for that because mm-hmm. all the rain and all that stuff just made the conditions surreal. It was, it, I didn't even, yeah, it's, it was, and, and they had, and I wanted to point out too, is they had some uh, young, young guys that were on the, um, uh, the Coalfield football team, they, they're middle schoolers. And I, at first, when I had heard about them, I thought it was like a high school thing, but it's, it's like, they're, they're like middle school kids. Um, and they had a game on Friday night and they had their game canceled because of COVID. And it was a team in their uh, division of school. So they had the same r- rough number of kids in the school as they did. And instead of uh, just saying, taking the COVID win, they went and they played another school and they, they brought another school and that would just play them for their Friday night game. And the school was many times bigger than theirs. And they hung on all the way till the end. The other team won at the end, but these kids were out there the next day, pouring water in the rain. Our hands are shaking and they're, they're smiling still. And they're still, you know, they, they gave it up on Friday night and they're still out there helping us and, and, and saying all sorts make, you know, cracking a few jokes. Um, they were just really nice kids. And I'm, I'm so glad that some of the, you know, I, at least I, I, I'm pretty sure like some of the money is like goes to, and you can, you can contribute. Like there's a lot of uh, places you can contribute to. Um, and, uh, they were some really nice kids and, uh, it was really cool to see them out there in all different sections of the course. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the time I didn't know where I was, to be honest. I and mean, I, I should have been a better understander. I, I, I've got a, <laughs> that's my improvement point for next time is understanding okay. maps and doing, being better. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm, I, I see there's an aid station. I, I'm like, is this, this, is this, this, yeah, where am I? I, am. <laughs> I, I have no idea. And then there'd be an arrow and I'd be like, Oh good. There's an arrow. I know mm-hmm. this one, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, but it, it was cool to see them out there. That's nice. cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did Western States and I want to say 2015 and same thing. Like I remember this aid station where there was these young girls working. I don't know if it was girls from a school, but it, in my head, it seems like it was girl scouts for some reason. And I asked these girls, like, how far is it to the next aid station? And they, they had a complete breakdown for me. Like, Oh, you're going to go up and over this hill. It's going to be this many vertical feet. Then there's going to be a big drop down. And they just totally <laughs> broke everything down for me. And they're like, it's going to be 6.2 to the next aid station. And that, that, that aid station is going to have water, food, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, man, these girl scouts, how, how cool is this? They come out here to volunteer and they, they have it dialed. They know everything. And it's just, yeah, I might be the one running a hundred miles, but somehow I'm coming away inspired by these girls, you know, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, they did. They did their homework. Totally. That's something else. Totally. That's something else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, so it sounds like 
this has, you know, really changed you and shaped you as, as the man you are today, as far as like, you know, these game changing races and, and they've carried over into everyday life. Like, do you ever think about where you would be without ultra marathons? Like what kind of, what would you be up to? Yeah. Would you be a different person altogether? <laughs> ah. Ah, you're going to get me choked up. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting because there's been a lot of, you know, and, and the thing is, is that like without this, I mean, like I've always been like an active dude mm -hmm. and I do like a lot of, like I play tennis and, um, and it's, it's so just inspiring that love of just movement and moving your body. And it's, it's weird because like, I have a girl that's seven and I have a girl that's seven months right now. Oh, okay. Um, so, so uh, my girl that's seven, uh, she, she's starting all these sports. Right. Mm -hmm. And I see it and, and I played college tennis and she, she's doing some group tennis and then, and then she does some, you know, rec department soccer and, and there's all these rumblings and some of the parents that, you know, like, Oh, there's traveling teams that are special. There's, all these advanced higher upper echelon leagues. And, uh, you know, I just want her to love being outside and mm -hmm. like, she, we go camping, her and I go camping and we ride our bikes together as one of the coolest things I done, I done all summer, but I think I'm better. I'm a better dad to her, not because I did anything that's a certain distance or a certain difficulty level, but just, certain things that I've asked of myself where I can help transfer some of those things to her in a way that hopefully, I mean, God, I don't, I'm a dad, but I don't, I, there's a lot, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> and, and I just, though, if I can just inspire that, that love of, of, and, and that how, how, how being active can help form a relationship with yourself. I mean, cause there's so many times, even when I played tennis, I was playing singles and I'm out there and I'm, I'm in my own place in my mm -hmm. own, in my own head, mm -hmm. uh, college, high school, and it rests with me, you know, whatever the result is or, or however I, I act out there. It's, it's, you know, um, so I, I really think that that type of uh, just that type of relationship where I would be without this man, I don't know. Cause there's so many times when something hasn't worked in my life. And then I, I've, I've poured even more into this, mm -hmm. like into time wise. And I don't make any money or get any, like get like, get like, it's not a, you know, like how people say it's like, you know, something is a career or it's something like that, but all the stuff that I gained from it mm -hmm. and how it shaped me and it's 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 allowed me to cope with things it's um and the people you know when i when i leave the earth and i'm and hopefully you know like you never know how that's going to happen with anybody but if i were lying if it, if it happened that i were lying in a bed somewhere you know like my dad was when he passed and i had to think of all the stuff um that i would it, it's the relationships with the people that i met through all this mm -hmm. and and uh it's not you know it's funny it's like it's coming out of your mouth and you're like oh you're you sound a little idealistic but yeah it might have been idealistic if i did one thing and then i decided it right away a little bit but 
I've, I've kind of been at it for a while and I'm in your body. You never know how much you have left in terms of at what level, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I'm very happy to be, you know, running still. Cause I've, I had some years where I had a fair amount of injuries sometimes. Okay. And, uh-huh. and I would say the, you know, uh, some of the resistance training and some of the other things that I've done. And, uh, uh, my friend Luke Laga, I don't know if he, you know, who he is, but uh, mm-hmm. he, 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 he has, he does some acupuncture work. He does some ultras and he does some orthopedic stuff. And uh, he, he's helped me with that, but you know, he, we, we, we've also done a lot of talking and stuff like that. And uh, he's sometimes where I thought I didn't have a lot of hope. I was actually closer to good than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you don't think you're as close to a good thing as you are. You, you just tend to feed into some of the stuff. And uh, he, he helped, helped me find a little bit of hope when I didn't think I did. So, yeah, I, I really in, enjoyed you know, my time working with him for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about. Like, uh, yeah, I have no idea where I would be without this sport. And you know, running is just so arbitrary and like meaningless when we're not doing this for money, you know, we're as competitive as we can be with ourselves really. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. So I guess like, do you have a, why, if you think about it, like, why do you still show up and do these things? Yeah. And you know what? It's almost like that. That's a, that's a Simon Sinek. If you ever read his book, start with why very oh, good. Yeah. Book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've read that one. Um, but if, yeah, my why, I would say if I had to boil it down, um, it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's pretty much the people. And it's not always that the people that I run with while I'm doing it or the people at aid stations, cause I've done things solo too, mm-hmm. but it's, it informs how I relate to people and how I relate to the people that I love in my life. What version of myself that I present to them, mm. to my daughters, yeah. to my wife. And, uh, you know, and, and I remember my, my daughter actually said, when I came home, I was like, Oh, we're going to see if daddy is, uh, you know, set after superior here, we're going to, you know, see what happens. And, and I hadn't even booked my room until Wednesday mm. um, before the run on Saturday. Uh-huh. And she said, daddy, but you've been talking about Berkeley for, I know all about it. I've watched the video with you. And she watched, she watched with me and she's like, she's like, dad, you're going to do it. Right. And I said, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll give it all I can see if I can get it done. I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. I said, but it's just, just doing my best when it was available to be given off. If I, if I'm hurt, well, I got to be straight with her then too, or something's wrong. Yeah. yeah. But nothing was wrong. Yeah. Nothing was, nothing was wrong. Wow. Uh, at that point in time, you know, so yeah, I, uh, that, that was a, uh, I'm sorry. I lost, I lost track of thoughts. Just started thinking of my girl, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I said, I, I, I just, it's, it's, you know, how I, how, how it relates to the people. So my, why I would say back to yeah. is, is, uh, is, is, is just how the people that I've met the people that I, that are near and dear to me in my lives, I think it just, it, it, it asking something more of myself mm-hmm. and challenging myself mm-hmm. helps put me in a better place in a lot of different ways. 
And it doesn't mean I had to finish anything in particular or go any distance in particular, but it's, I think it's like a fundamental human thing. Like with people, if, if they can challenge themselves, whether it's they're writing their next book or their art or their whatever, whatever gets you going. Um, I think, I think engaging with yourself in a meaningful way can be very, very beneficial. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a way of self-expression and just a way to get to know yourself. And like you mm -hmm. said, it doesn't have to be running. It could be their art or their writing or whatever it is mm -hmm. they're into. I mean, you're digging within your soul and, fi and finding out who you really are. You know, I think it's, it's important. And a lot of people don't do that, you know, for whatever reason. Um, there's, there's people who listen to this show who aren't runners, believe it or not. And, mm -hmm. uh, they, they just, they just like listening. Um, would you have any advice for them? Like they're maybe looking to do the next big thing in their life, whatever that is. Um, what would you say to that person? Well, it's, it's interesting. Cause like one of outside of this, I, 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 I you know, I've, I've worked with I work with people and that's, that's actually my job. I work at a, uh, I work at a health club and I, I teach students at UWM um, resistance training. Oh, and, cool. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I've had a really good time doing that over the years, but um, a lot of, a lot of things uh, boil down to, and it, it sounds simplistic, but I think that there's elegance and beauty and simplicity sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but the little things kind of build up. So like the, the little, little, little tasks, little repeatable things. Um, I, I read a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. That really, uh, yeah, that, that, that kind That's of, a good one. That, yeah, it kind of resonated with me. And, uh, and, uh, but, but, but one of those things in like reading, I, I listen to audible and then I, I, I read and that's like two of my things that I, I enjoy doing, but some of those little habits and those little things can really, really build up and it doesn't have to be um it's just like a lot of the times you just have to be open for what those because the little things can lead to being doing big things and big things aren't always in how like there's a saying i know i'll get this wrong but like people say like i'm not who you think i am i'm not who i think i am i'm who you what who i think you think i am um so, so that's a mind trip yeah that's a mind trip see i mean, i know i was gonna say that wrong but 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 the thing is is like all right so um but when it comes down to it um that can be a whole kind of trap because in the you know social media and things like that it's it, it, it's human I care what my friends think of me. Sure. I care what my wife and kids think of me. Obviously I do. I'm not, I'm not one of these people like, Oh, I don't care what anybody thinks. Well, yes, I do. But, um, how I relate to that and my small habits that I pick and, and the, the things that, that challenge me, um, whether they be physical, mental, and how I engage in those things, um, just little, little improvements bit at a time and taking time to listen and learn. Um, even when you've done a lot of things, um, sometimes if you get in yourself in situations, like I learned a lot this last weekend, um, I learned a lot from a lot of, lot of folks. Um, there's if, if, listening to the stories of a lot of people that are, have 
you know, what they had to get out there. I realized how much I had missed doing races like that, where people are coming from all over the U S mm. and some of the internationals weren't there. I mean, just, just the little stuff. Um, I didn't even know that there was a difference between Texas and Tennessee y'alls. One of them, <laughs> like they pronounced the a, I believe is in Texas. They pronounced the a, maybe I'm wrong, but in Tennessee, they just all together, but <laughs> All, all these little things, it's, 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 it's life. It's the spice of life and spending time trying to listen as much as I, you know, talk and things like that. That's something that I've tried to improve upon. I'm not there yet, but yeah, <laughs> we're, all, we're all a work in progress. Oh yeah. I know I am. For sure. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, so you've got two daughters. Um, mm -hmm. how do you balance, um, work life, home life, running life? Like, are you a big mileage guy or do you have to get up early in the morning to get your runs in? Or what does that look like for you? No, I'm very, very blessed that I have a mom and my aunt that help take care of my little one. Okay. Um, my other one's in school. Um, and I run it odd times during the day, usually like in between people or clients that I'll see or things like that. The weekends have become earlier and earlier for me because, um, you know, I want to, it's rec department soccer, but I want to go. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'll never forget. Um, there's, I think it's a th thousand miles under the Colorado sky. Uh, Anton, uh, Tony Kupichka mm -hmm. is saying like he, he's starting out running in this, in the mountains in Colorado and it, it is dark. And you, the scene starts out with him laughing. He's like, I don't know why we have to start so early. <laughs> he's, he's just kind of, he's just kind of laughing really low because they're starting in the dark. It's like 4 a.m. Yeah. He's like, oh, do we have to start this early? And, and he's just kind of laughing. And that's what I find myself doing more so nowadays. It's just uh, getting up early and it, it helps because I, I try to go to bed and like you know, do bedtime at eight o'clock and whatever. And, and I, I go to bed. It's, yeah. It sounds like, yeah, and I do. And then it allows me to wake up earlier and do yep. the other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. how I'm kind of balancing mainly. And then uh, my wife works uh, at home and so, and she's, she's around a lot, but I, then we, we, everybody just, it's like, you know, community, everybody kind of pitches in. And, yeah. 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 Thankfully you've got an understanding family by the sounds of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. huge. When you're running big miles like this, that's huge. Like, you know, especially if you have a family, you, you couldn't, you couldn't do this stuff without them. So shout out to understanding family members. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. It was like two weekends in a row. I was gone straight weekends mm. and uh, yeah. And, and, and sometimes like when I run and I'm out there, there's only certain points where I will, and now this sounds, this probably sound really like maladaptive, like way of like, but it's not, I don't think at least I, uh, one of the things I'll do is our com I'll compartmentalize and I will, because I try to, because if I, if it's, if a race is young is too early and I start thinking too much about wife and girls, uh, it puts me in a spot where there's a lot of other things I could be. And you start to go down a road where mm -hmm. what am I doing, you know, yeah. X, y. So I, what I do is um, I will just put that in a place on the side. And then when it's time and there's a time where I have to try to 
flip a switch if there's one to be flipped at at that point. There's not, <laughs> not always. Sometimes I'm just hoping the switch doesn't flip down and all the lights go out. So <laughs> much less up. I've been there. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I'll uh, I'll I'll try to you know call on that at a at a, at a point and then just have it be a slow steady drip mm. instead of because you can't get too emotional early on in anything or at any part mm-hmm. unless you're you're trying to really hammer the last mile or two or something <laughs> then, then you're like yeah then you can just go on nitro and you know you're you can do anything yeah. for that amount of time but yep. yeah so that's how i kind of do it i just save it for the right time yeah that's smart mm-hmm. that's smart just this last weekend, we were out at the Sangre de Cristo ultra marathons and uh, uh, we were working at an aid station and exact same thing you just mentioned. This girl comes in, she's at mile 30 and she's like, oh, I just want to be with my boyfriend and my dog and just cuddling and watching TV. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, like, like mm-hmm. you signed up for this, right? Like what, yeah. what, what's the next thing on your calendar? And she's like, ah, oh, I think I, I have to work on Tuesday. I'm like, it's only Saturday. You've got the time. Like they're not expecting you for hours and hours and hours. Uh, and she's got her phone out and she's going to text them. And I'm like, I'm going to take your phone away from you because yeah. you, know, <laughs> you signed it. up for this thing. Just get it done. They're going to be there afterwards. So yeah, you have to compartmentalize uh, once in a while. That's yeah, that's, that's pretty I, true. The, the worst thing that I did not want, like my little girl, um, like everybody thinks that their kids are, you know, great and I get it, you know, but she's a smart one and she will, she will look me in the eye and say, daddy, did you like, if, if, if I didn't get it, if, if something didn't happen or daddy didn't finish, why not? Mm. And she is just, she'll, <laughs> she'll break me down. Yeah. She'll say like, all right, so what do we have to do? Or like, and, and, but like when she said, she's like, daddy, you gotta, you gotta go do, you gotta go do Barclay. Mm-hmm. She's like, you can do it. You can finish it. And she's saying these things to me. I'm like, got it. And she's, she's behind it. She, and, and, and then I'm, I'm trying to tell her that it's not the same as the movie she saw on the screen. <laughs> like it's not that yeah. it's, 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 it's really, really freaking tough. Yeah. Um, but you know, but it's, but it's, it's, it's not that. Yeah. So I was like, daddy doesn't have to find book pages in this one, honey. It's yeah. not, that's yeah. That's sure. not daddy's skill set right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have like, like, what are your plans for the future, Matt? Do you have any races that you're planning on doing like end of this year, next year, or do you have dream races that you want to do at some point? Yeah, well, um, I am doing the T-Bunk 150. Ah, nice. That's, so, is that November or December? November. November. Okay. And that, um, my, uh, goal there is to complete all the races that they have there. So, I've done the 200, the 100 and the 50 K. So I have the 150 mile and then the 50 mile left. Ah. Um, and actually funny story is the first time I did the 200, I DNF'd at mile 153. So I got 153 mile DNF at, um, T-Bunk. So I've gone the distance, but for me in my mind, that doesn't count. Cause sure. you know, they, they, they were, I think they gave me a, I don't know if they gave, I think they gave me a, like a, a buckle or something, but mm-hmm. I didn't sign up for that distance. So mm-hmm. that wasn't like, it was a DNF for me on the 200, the first time I did it. 
So yeah, I want to try to finish all the distances. So that's my goal there. And then next dream races. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've got the most tickets that like, and I haven't had tickets in it recently because of a lot of things, but I, I worked my way up to the most tickets I could get to get into hard rock. Ah, no um, kidding. So, and, and I would also like to do one that I couldn't do because I was injured and I had to drop out of it that I would like to do is high lonesome. Ah, uh, that's a good one. I did that yeah. two, uh, two years ago, 2019, I believe. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great I, I, race. I, I've read all about it and I've had other folks that have done it and yeah, that, yeah. that'd be a great one that I'd like to do in Colorado. Awesome. And, uh, as long as we're at that, like eventually, I don't know how this is going to work with how long I can run and I'm able to do these things, but I always had a goal of trying to get 10 lead bills in. Um, wow. I, only, I have three. <laughs> There's a lot more <laughs> left, <laughs> but I would settle for one more to just go out there. And, yeah. and, uh, I've always wanted, uh, to, you know, I, I, I've seen some folks and it's interesting as you talk to some people that are, have done a lot of ultra running, but they don't talk about, like not everybody says like, Oh, I've done this. I've done like, like in terms of like how fast and all of a sudden you, 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 you scour around a little bit. You're like, seriously, seriously. Like you, you won Rocky raccoon. Like you were the guy, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that was a guy, uh, 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 Pat, uh, Pat, Pat Gorman. I, I, I was my first training run with him in the Southern kettle and he, he wouldn't, he would never say anything about it, but yeah, like he, he showed me and, I, and we were going out like, you know, the, the ice age course, you know, when you go out for your first loop, you, mm-hmm. you go around the blue loop or you yep. go to the, or you can go to the ice age trail once you've done the blue loop mm-hmm. and I'm with him and I, and I, and some other folks. And I said, well, I've never been running in the Southern kettle at that point. It was 2004 before the 2004 ice age. I said, so Pat, like we're running together. And I said, do we go this way or should I go this way with you? He's like, well, you can go that way. He said, or you can come down the rabbit hole this way <laughs> anyway, and it's going to be a whole new world. And he, and he started saying stuff and I just started laughing. And, and then after, after running with him that day, and I don't think it was even that first year, but I'd, I'd see him in all the races and he's done a lot, a lot of 50 Ks, a lot of 50 miles, a lot of, but then I, I, I pulled up his ultra sign up one day just for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he won he won one Rocky Raccoon in like you know sixteen something or you know, like it was I don't remember the time but it was it was fast yeah and and you know here's a guy in his sixties now and he's he's still doing stuff and uh, yeah so sometimes you run with these people and I, I read with I ran when I did uh, my first fifty mile I'll never forget running with uh, Tom Green have you ever heard that name Tom Green just the famous Tom Green. <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is this is tom green the ultra runner okay and uh he is the first one to do the grand slam of ultra running oh yeah okay so and then he had a, he had a bad accident like not too many years ago um but i ran with him and and i said what kind of advice do you have for like a new guy in this sport like uh, i'm trying my first 50 miler i'm running with you he said yeah he said watch your next step it's your most important step and that kind of goes back to what I said earlier. You like, like it's all these little things that build up and it's small, repeatable things. And, but he said, your next step is your most important step. He said, my first time I ran the Vermont 100 miler, I was a mile out on the course and I broke my ankle. 
the end. <laughs> he was like, I was done. <laughs> he, he, he maybe got like a mile into the course. He was done. That was oh. it. But he, you know, and he, he met it, you know, in, you know, literally, but also a little metaphorically, you know, totally. Like, yeah. And, and he said to me after our, we ran a large portion of the course together that year. And he said to me, he said, man, he said, I really envy you. He said, he said, here's me. I'm a, you know, older guy getting on and stuff. He said, you're just starting this. And he said, all the stuff you're going to see. Mm. He, he, he like bit his lip and just went, Oh, he said, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Wow. He said, I really envy you. He said, you, you have a lot of good stuff. Um, and, uh, I, I gave it a chance. A lot of times I, the first 50 K I ran, I'll never forget running it at ice age. And I felt just a little something once in my knee and I never felt it before in my life. And I thought, Oh, Oh, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not supposed to run these things. Maybe I'm not like, it just, went, yeah, but it stopped. It was just, it was just a little niggle that, you know, like mm-hmm. I'd made a weird step on a rock and felt a little something mm-hmm. and then, yeah, got on and got past it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the things you're going to see. That's, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that's man. Honestly, I don't think I could find a better way to end this thing. That's beautiful right there. That's good advice for people too listening. Like if you're just starting in this sport, oh, the things you're going to see. Oh, you, won't even, <laughs> you can't even just, just be open to it. Just be open to it and, and, uh, and, and, and try to do things that, uh, you know, it, it doesn't mean like, you know, go wild and try to go like way outside of your training levels and things like that. Mm-hmm you work, work, work hard and be consistent. Um, and, and then just see, you know, put yourself in a position. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. it. And, yeah. and like you said, that parallels life too. It's all about that next step you're taking and it's just consistency. It's just work hard. And sooner or later, you'll notice you're, you're pretty far down the trail and you're further down the trail than you ever really thought you could get. And, uh, yeah, that's it right there. Well, listen, man, if you ever come back out and race anything in Colorado, give me a shout for sure. I'd love to be a part of it, whether it's pacing, crewing, or just just cheering you on. I'd love to be a part of it. Hard Rock, High Lonesome, Leadville, you name it. We're at all those races, cheering people on, pacing, crewing, doing it all. So give me a shout if you ever come out this way. Well, thank you so much for chatting. I I, I love love talking about everything. (laughs) I could do this. But I really, this was, this was awesome. And, uh, and, and thank you so much. And of course, I'll definitely, definitely hit you up. Dude, I feel your passion. It, it yeah. radiates through. So just yeah. keep doing what you're doing and keep inspiring people. Uh, you never know who's watching. So yeah, just keep it up, Matt. For sure. You ever come out this way? Give me a shout. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Adam. I really cool, appreciate brother. it. Absolutely. Talk to you All soon. Right. All right. All right. See you. Bye. What did you guys think? Matt, you're an inspiration. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. And I truly hope you come out to Colorado for a race because selfishly, I want to go for a run with you. Um, Listen, guys, the best way to support this podcast, and I'm asking you to support this podcast, please. I could use all the help I can get. The best way to do it is by following us on Patreon. Um, The address is patreon.com slash do big things. You can really easily download the Patreon app to your phone, look up Do Big Things, and there's different tiers. You can support us by $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month. I appreciate anything from you guys because 
I don't get paid to do this. Um, I have ad reads and stuff, but believe me, it, it's pennies. It's nothing. Um, so I would appreciate you guys' support. Um, in fact, I'm really asking for it because I'm talking about doing big things. I'm about to do some big things with my life. Um, I'm going to give up my day job and, uh, try and make this thing a, a dream come true. Um, and I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. I'm not sure if I'm going to do a couple podcasts a week or just keep it at one a week, but, um, we've got this business that, uh, is growing big things crewing and, um, it needs some attention and it needs somebody to work on it full time. And so I'm going to jump right in and I'm taking a huge leap of faith here and I'm losing a lot of money by quitting my day job, but this is, this is a, a passion of mine. Um, I want to help you guys get across finish lines. I want to inspire you with excellent podcasts. So if you could do me a solid, um, download the Patreon app, and look up, do big things and support us. Um, $5 a month is nothing, but it would mean so much to me. I mean, that's a, a cup of coffee, right? But you wouldn't believe how much it would mean to me. If you guys could do that, I would so appreciate it. I want to thank our sponsors, Exoskin. They make, hands down, the best running apparel on the planet. I mean, their shorts are incredible. Uh, fantastic, tremendous, uh, all the adjectives. Uh, I, I love their stuff. Uh, it's like a secret weapon in the ultra marathon world. Um, when, when you try it, um, you're, you're going to be, uh, you don't, you're not going to want to tell everyone about it because it's like a secret weapon. They're that good. Um, the stuff doesn't smell. You don't have any chafing, no blisters, no hot spots. Their stuff is fantastic. And they got these great toe socks. In my opinion, they're better than the Ajenji socks. So check them out. Um, they've got a 30 day money back guarantee. If you don't like their stuff, you can get your money back. So yeah, um, by supporting our sponsors, you're supporting this podcast. Check them out. Exoscan.us. Use our discount code. BTC, all caps, for 15% off. This podcast is also brought to you by On Pace Wellness. If uh, you're wondering about your diet and, you know, maybe you could clean it up a little bit. Maybe you could take a couple things out and add a couple things in, but you need a little guidance. Contact On Pace Wellness. Um, the owner of this company, Will Benitez, is just a solid, solid gentleman. Um, you know, a certified nutritionist, and um, he's going to help you go to the next level. Take a look at his Instagram page and see all the Olympic caliber athletes he's working with. Uh, mention this podcast, and he's going to give you a 10% discount. Last but not least, Athletic Brewing, the finest non-alcoholic craft beer on the market. I personally don't drink alcohol anymore, and I know some of you don't either. Uh, some people can't drink non-alcoholic beer because the smell, the taste, um, it, it's too tempting for them. Um, I personally don't have a problem with it. it. It does me good. It does my body good. And I like to have myself a tasty treat after a long run, you know, without all those negative side effects. Um, so I don't drink anymore, but I can still have myself a beer. Um, this stuff is awesome. There's no hangover because there is no alcohol. Uh, check them out, athleticbrewing.com. Use my discount code, McRobertsA20. That's all caps for 20% off the finest non-alcoholic beer around. 
And if you buy two six packs or more, you don't have to worry about shipping costs either. Enjoy the taste without the hangover. Remember guys, life is short. Do big things, baby. Pedro, take us for a run.